the late 80s, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Pat Trek. My continuing mission to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television and to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before. Hello and welcome to Pat Trek. This is the show where my friend Pat O'Rourke introduces me, Patrick Winnegar, to Star Trek The Next Generation, a show that I've never seen. And I have seen a ton of times. And Patrick, I like to think that you and I, since we share a name, are one collective being. Uh, like you're kind of connected to my head? and Yeah. Uh, like you're an We have arm. the same strengths, the same weaknesses. Yep. Yeah, and I could never do anything to harm you because it would be like harming my own foot. Oh, well, I hope Specifically you Specifically, foot. Were you thinking about harming me? That's kind of messed never. up, dude. Anyway, internet bad boy <laughs> himself, Chris Geiger, is still with us. Well, what up? He yeah. was with us for part one. Yeah, part, part, part one two. of the best of both worlds. Yeah. Now we're on part two. Yeah. The exciting conclusion. Yeah, and it's been a week. We did not watch these back to back. Right. We certainly no have not way. been in the same room this whole time. Nope, nope. We all went our separate ways, sat around for a week, and then got back together. We went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and we came back. <laughs> uh, it is worth pointing out, though, that part two came months after part one. Oh, yeah. So that was uh, the end of last season was the last episode. Yep. This is the beginning of season four. Yep. And right. a lot of anticipation around this episode yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, I know that you'd been anticipating it for a week. Oh, a full <laughs> week. Yeah. I was asleep, and then I set my alarm to wake up. In a week. In a week <laughs> for this. The best of both worlds. Yeah. Now you're on the other world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I do have a fun fact. Let's hear it. And the reason we're calling this out is because of your reaction to the transporters in the... the um, Shuttlecraft. The shuttlecraft. The shuttlecraft. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't seen that before. You're like, what? They have those. And I didn't Chris know that. And are like, duh. Yeah. Turns out, you were right. This is the very first time oh. that we ever saw a, a shuttlecraft with a transporter. So I had the correct uh, reaction. I thought I was just an idiot and just ig- ignored well, it. Well, we treated you like yeah. that. <laughs> which is yeah. our bad. Because yeah. you were but right. We had never seen these before. No, never no. before. Well, I have a headline for Patrick's Log. This is from September 24th. 1990. The last one was, I think, like June 18th yes. or something so like that. So a whole summer went by. whole wow. summer went by. People writing fanfic. Everyone mm-hmm. thinking Picard's dead. Yeah, a lot of people thought to, Q did this. Yeah, yeah. people yeah. trying to get scripts and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Find mm-hmm. little clues. But this is September 24th, 1990. Going on in the real world, this headline says, Gulf War jitters send oil prices soaring. Uh, oil prices rose more than $3 per barrel today. Soaring past the $38 mark for yet another record on the futures market. Oh, wow. Amid fear that war is imminent in the Persian Gulf. Only $30 a barrel. $38, yeah. $38 a barrel. Yeah. I remember one was over $100 a barrel. (laughs) Yeah. Before fracking started and saved us all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but this is... Another another, uh, uh, commentary on nature. (laughs) Back-to-back episodes. Thank God those... uh, That whole... Sea levels problem fixes. Yeah, itself. it's all solved. In, in that, in between that week. Yes, but yeah, this is uh, when we're in that will they, won't they of the Persian Gulf War, mm. the first one. And now, don't spoil it for me. Yeah. Did they or didn't they? Uh, I won't tell. <laughs> Look up the Wikipedia article on Kuwait. The future's past. Yeah. The uh, nope. They they did end up going to war mm-hmm. uh, in oh, in the Persian on. Gulf. Yeah. Come, come I'm sorry, on, man. I ruined it. I ruined it. Now let me ruin the best of both worlds part two for you. No, I love this episode. Yeah, it's a great, I like this whole arc, man. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is what we were promised uh, with Conspiracy. Yes. Mm -hmm. They finally paid it off. Finally pays off because they were going to this whole thing about how this goes all the way to the top and it's going to threaten Earth. We finally get to see Earth threatened. Right. Like an existential threat to everything in the galaxy and they're facing it off. Yes. Which is awesome. Too bad we also see that Earth's defense system. Oh, sucks. Is terrible. The worst. It's just like the Federation security. It's like three ships that fly out and they. 
vaporized Bl- immediately. In seconds. It's <laughs> so bad. So yeah, to set the scene here, remember that they were trying to build this uh, super weapon with their deflector dish to set it on this frequency that it could break through the Borg Cube's defenses. Mm-hmm. Now, they had just been hailed by the Borg, and the voice of the Borg is now Locutus, who is Picard, who's been assimilated by the Borg. Yep. So Riker is in the captain's chair, and he is opening fire on his own captain. And right before this episode started, he gave the order. Fire. Now we're seeing what happens after that, and it doesn't work. Uh, of course not. What yeah. I, I love the dramatic tension of fire, and then, okay, six seconds. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, 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 they didn't want to fire immediately. They're like, okay, well, we got to charge it up. Okay. Right. Oh, they, they, right. Thank you for the order, but yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> got some but work to do. It's we have l- practical science to deal <laughs> yeah. with. Right. But it's immediately like shielded. And they don't know, like, Shelby's like, how did they learn how to do this so quickly? They immediately adapted. That's impossible. And Locutus says, no, it's not, because I have all of Picard inside of me. I have all of his information in mm-hmm. my brain. Anything and he would have known or done? I know now, yep. and I know everything there is oh, to know boy. about your ship. Yep. So and plans and yeah, everything. Everything that they had planned, we were able to prepare for it. So, you, you know. Sorry, you're screwed. You're screwed. And there's no resistance point. is futile. Yep. And then he mocks Riker and calls him number one. Yep. It's pretty chilling. Oh yeah. It's messed so up. Great. Do you wonder if Picard always think like he's number one rather than Riker? So when the Borg accesses his memories, like that's just immediately the first <laughs> thing that comes up. Picard is actually a really fickle man. Yeah, like Picard, <laughs> Picard like actually maybe he doesn't even remember his name. <laughs> like, you know, number uh, number, number one, one over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to talk one to of all them. The time. Yeah, he's one, he's the he's the top dude. Whatever his name. Yeah, uh, uh, Data, right? Yeah, no, 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 no that's whatever. <laughs> What's his name? But they're talking about strategy in the observation lounge because the board cube has just high tilted. it. Right. It, it's like, we don't see the Enterprise as a threat. We don't even care. We're after Earth. Right. So it warps towards Earth, and they're talking to Admiral Hansen, um, all the officers and stuff, uh, via satellite or whatever. And he's saying, look, we are assembling all of these uh, starships. With like I think he says like 48 different ones at Wolf 356. We've Five got... Nine. Five nine, sorry. We've got all these Klingons coming in. We may even bring in the Romulans. Yeah. Like this is a threat to everything in the galaxy. So we're prepared. And we're gonna take a stand here. So you go ahead and get ready. It's gonna take like several hours for them to repair stuff on the Enterprise, and they're like, We're gonna be late, but we're gonna be there to help you. And so they're planning for this battle, and then they talk about what to do about Picard. And Hansen goes on this long monologue about how, like, he knew Picard since he was a cadet, and he's like, I've never met anyone like him, and I can't imagine someone like that helping the Borg. As far as I'm concerned, Picard is dead. Yes. Whatever he was is not there anymore. Right. And we're going to have to blow up the cube with him in it, or what you think is him inside of it. Which I think is the right call. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. This thing is speeding towards Earth. Yeah, you know, one right. man's life is not worth. Mm-hmm. And Picard would agree too. Yeah, yeah, Spock and uh, uh, all the Vulcans, all the Vulcans would yeah, agree. Right. Like uh, Kirk would agree, and you know, all yeah, that. Well, unless su- it was Kirk on the sh- <laughs> on the cube, then he'd be like, "Save me!" <laughs> right. Uh, and the other thing ha- uh, Hansen does is he gives Riker a field promotion to captain. Mm-hmm. So Riker finally got that commission, uh, and it's from the guy who was saying that Riker needed to take the commission, but now he's pretty much forced to accept it. Mm-hmm. Right. And he wishes him luck and, and uh, ends the transmission. And on the board cube, we see Picard or Locutus in this weird, like, morgue-like table thing. <laughs> He's asleep, but he has, like, all these Borg workers around him, like, messing with his brain and, like... Putting parts on Putting him. parts on him and all this stuff. It's this long montage of him just basically being violated in, in like, just putting... Things in his head. Well, that like, the point of that is when they put that shiny thing into his yeah. head, that glowing thing, that meant he's completely connected. To oh, the so that's connected. But we do see a tear come we out of his eye. A single tear yeah. roll a single down tear his 
the death like, of Picard's conscience. Yeah. yeah. It was so sad. It like, was. That was like, that's like a really good scene. Yeah. Dude, you know. no joke. I was emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That single tear seems like cliche, but it's like really well. You never mm-hmm. see yeah. that. In, you never see that level of emotion in Star Trek. No. And so like to put yourself in that position of like this is a man who has been forced to fight his friends and he still has a piece of him in it. Right. Obviously. Right. So he's seeing that he's doing it and then just feeling the rest of it get burned away and there's yeah. nothing you can do. Like that's, He's totally powerless. That's how awful. It would have been easier if he died. Right. Yeah. Yep. On, back in the Enterprise, they're talking about how to deal with this situation. And uh, it's Worf and Riker in the turbo lift. They're like, look, they adapt so quickly. Uh, they run into Wesley Crusher and he's like, well, what if we have like this chip that will modulate uh, with every single discharge of the phasers, and but it doesn't matter. Like with Picard on the board cube, he knows what they're going to do, mm-hmm. and he can immediately adapt. Right. But as Worf says, we do have one advantage, and that is that the Borg know neither honor or cor- or, or courage. <laughs> Which I don't see how that's an advantage. Yeah, it is a really bad because it's actually uh, their advantage is, is that they, they don't, don't know have, honor. Yeah, that they don't care. They do yeah. will do whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. They do not give a shit. Yeah. But what I will argue is the courage that the Enterprise shows to go and get Picard eventually yes. mm-hmm. is what ultimately makes them win. That's fair. So okay. this is a bit of foreshadowing in my opinion. That's fair. But also the like, honor too of going back to get your man. Right. That's fair, but it's also like, come on. Like, yeah. it's like that's uh, if like, I were Riker at that like, point, I'd be like, shut up, dude. Yeah, it's like that is like But that's in what the, they end up doing. It's <laughs> in the pantheon of bad wharf suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Like, wharf is the worst at giving suggestions to do anything. <laughs> that is I also want to give it up to Riker in this scene and throughout this episode. I've never seen that character carry so much weight and do such a great job with it. Yeah. He was in every scene, like, Mm -hmm. carrying, like, the gravity that was needed to be the captain. Yeah. 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 Good old Jonathan. It was a a big transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is where we we really see it because they're in engineering and Shelby is there and she's directing all these people. We hear Barkley's name mentioned. Yeah. He's working on like the deflector dish thing that they got back up. Their shields are messed up. They're running repairs and things are not going as fast as Shelby would like. Mm -hmm. So she's a little flustered. But Riker takes her aside and is just like, look, you did a great job on that board cube. And she's like, but we didn't get Picard. And he says, no, but you exhibited an enormous amount of bravery. You know, you bought us time to to stop it for just one second. Like, that's incredible. And they, he goes through this long thing about how, like, look, I know I didn't trust you at first. And I complained to Picard about what a pain in the ass you were. <laughs> but I realize it's because you remind me of me. And that's why we didn't get along. Right. And I have a lot to learn from you. And you have a lot to learn from me. So let's work together on this. I think we're going to be a great team. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice little scene because, it is. like, they put aside their differences and they realize that their differences are that they aren't that different. Right. Yes. That's why they fight so much is because there's so much alike. It's kind of weird because it's like if Picard didn't come back, you could see this ship going forward. Right. You know, with Riker and, and Shelby, and Shelby as yeah. the command crew. Yeah, and like totally. that, that would be, I mean, it wouldn't be as great of a show, but like no. you, in the world of Star Trek, you could see the ship continuing forward. Right. Well, know? that harkens back to what Picard said last episode. Right. When he said to Riker, you know, the ship can continue without you. Right. Right. Exactly. And now we're watching it continue without Picard. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was beautiful. Beautiful, guys. Yeah. But it's interrupted. What? Uh, they got to get called to the bridge, and they had this transmission from Admiral Hansen. It's all shaky and blurry and he all it's like watching HBO when you didn't buy it back yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. but all he says <laughs> the tracking's all off yeah. <laughs> all he says is that it's not going well yeah and then it cuts off uh, there's a really cool thing in this scene that I love uh, that always gets my like nerd like boner mm-hmm. up is that what so he's on. That? So he's on the Excel. He's on an Excelsior class ship. Right from the. That's what we could see. We could see that from the first episode of this. And so when he's calling from the bridge, it's like a ship straight out of these motion picture movies. You could tell by the red alert that is on the back wall is the same red alert that you would see in the motion pictures. Yeah, oh. that's right. it's from the, the Excelsior. So it's yeah. like it's like one of those old school like alert, alert, alert. Uh, but yeah, it. it gets cut off and we 
it's not clear immediately what happened, but they're like, we got to hightail it to this place. We got to get to that battle and help them out. And they're talking about what to do. All the officers are in that conference room thing, and they're like, okay, so how do we deal with this? And they, they go through this long thing where Riker's like, Worf, I considered you for promotion to first officer. You're great, but I need you where you're at right now. You're, I need you at tactical. Mm-hmm. You've got to be at tactical. You're our warrior. And Data, I know that you don't really have an ego, but I want you to know that I seriously considered you for the job. But it's going to go to Shelby because I feel like that's the right place for you. Deanna, Beverly. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, other people right. that are also yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> Although, the, Beverly, very cool of you to go to the ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shot somebody. That was neat. Cool. Fired really a phaser. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Although, I don't think Beverly would even be up for a captain's job ever. No. Well, she becomes the, a captain. She becomes a captain. Oh, really? Yeah, way, way Like a medical ship or something? Yeah, a medical ship. Oh, cool. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. But not a ship like this. No, no, no. She does, though, have an interesting suggestion here because they're talking about, like, strategy. And Beverly's like, I think that we can infect them with, like, nanites, Mm -hmm. which is, like, um, an Independence Day type situation where she's like, yeah, it's like a a little uh, robot that's a cell the size of a cell, and it could infect them. But the problem is it would take, like, two weeks. Right. They don't have two weeks. It's also a little foreshadowing to a great Borg episode that happens in the future. Oh. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, uh... That's they, more than two weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> they do... Uh, they talk about other things like, oh, heavy graviton beams. It, all these things, though, are long shots, and no one really has any hope that it could work. And to try to get their hopes up, Riker invokes Captain Picard, and is like, I'm sure that he would have a great speech right now and i would love to hear it but you know we just got to rely on ourselves and they all disperse and Riker goes to the ready room and he's looking around he looks at the chair he's like what would you do and then guinan comes in just unannounced perfect timing yeah and he's like what the hell are you doing and she says look uh picard and i used to talk uh when he needed my advice and i think you need mine too she sits down in the captain's chair and she's like look Here's the problem. You keep talking to this chair as if you're not the guy that's in the chair. <laughs> you know, like you're 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 talking as if Picard is still here. He's gone. Yeah. You're the Picard now. Mm-hmm. You're in control and you need to act like that. She's like in 10 forward I was talking to people and they think that they're already dead. Right. And he's like, well, we probably are. She's like, that's true. But when someone <laughs> thinks that they're about to die, they're going to find a way to make themselves And I love die. her line is like, yeah, mm-hmm. a man who thinks he's going to die is going right. to find a way to do it. He's going to find a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. man yeah. who thinks he's going to die is going to find And then they a way have uh, yeah. this so other great. line that I thought was weird, and because I don't know anything about Guinan, right. uh, where she says, did Picard ever tell you anything about our relationship? Right. And he says no. And she is surprised. And she says, well, the reason why we were close is because our relationship goes beyond friends and beyond family. I have no idea what that means. And you may never know. Oh, okay. I don't want to give up the game, but like it's one of those great Star Trek mysteries. Okay. Like, as to like the. Just a plot thread that they never followed. Well, well it's kind of like Deanna Troy and Riker. Yeah. Like they just have a long past and. But that's not the story we're visiting right yeah, now. Yeah. And oh, Guinan, Guinan okay. is an ageless, like omnipotent being, you know. And we also see in some of the time travel episodes. Picard go back anyway. I don't yeah, know, blah blah blah. Yeah, there's a lot. We see your generation. There's a lot of respect like, we, between we, the two of them. Yeah, you know. Okay. So like, yeah, there's there's just like of it's kind of incredible. Their relationship is like like of the people that exist in this world. Picard, I think, only has one person he confides everything in, and it's Guinan. that's the bartender, and it's Guinan. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like he doesn't. He has. He's close with Beverly. He's close with Troy. He's close with. Riker, Data, but Guinan is like, yeah, Hmm. mysteriously, they are closest of all. Well, what she says is that if you want to rescue Picard, you have to kill Picard here. He's everywhere in this ship. You keep invoking him. You keep wondering what he's going to do. If you do that, keep in mind Picard's brain is in the cube. Like, he knows that that's what you're doing. You have to act like Riker. Because right. he doesn't know what Riker's going to do. Right. So he's like, oh, okay. 
over I, a I, dirty I, scowl, but he's like, God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> she's right. She yeah. is right. So he goes back to Another the bridge. Another great scene. Yeah. Great awesome God, scene. what a great episode. Whoopi Goldberg kills it. Oh, she's oh awesome. my God. I wish, she were, I wish she were in more episodes. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't afford her. I know. No. Really 90s <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Early yeah. 90s Whoopi, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, she was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Luckily, she was a fan of Star Trek. It's the yeah. only reason she does the show. Yeah. So Riker takes this advice, and he goes back to the bridge, and they go to the wolf... Three five six, three five nine, three five nine. Ah, okay. I so keep close. Sam, good time. Yep. But uh, they get no signs of life. They're not picking up anybody. And they're like, okay, well, let's let's see what the visual is. And it's just a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what a haunting shot! Great scene. Oh yeah, all these burning Federation ships. They actually got. Exploding. I don't know if they retouched the CGI or something, but it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone is dead. But these are ships that they recognize, and they pick out the Melbourne for I, one I, of them. That I, was the one that Riker was going to be on. Yeah. I actually read on Memory Alpha uh, just between the episodes. I mean, in the in the week. In the week. You yeah. had a week <laughs> to yeah, check yeah, out Memory Alpha. <laughs> and uh, there's, at some point, um, uh, Patrick Stewart went into like one of the production rooms to use a Xerox machine, and he was in his Locutus outfit, <laughs> and one of the people was working on the models for that uh shot and like putting battle damage on ships and looked up at Patrick Stewart and was like you did this <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome which i could also just like the image of Patrick Stewart in a Borg outfit Xeroxing something. It's <laughs> <laughs> like numbly like yeah. he has that weird hand yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's hitting the button hitting with the it. button <laughs> but they don't have much time to like uh kind of gaze over the destruction here. They got to figure out a plan to uh, intercept the Borg and stop them. Oh, yeah, and the you know? Melbourne was in that, right? The Melbourne was in there. That was so Riker thinks for a brief second, like you can tell he's thinking, yeah. like, that could have been me. That could have been him. But yeah, thousands of people just got yeah. wiped out by yeah. the Borg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Data's able to track where the cube is at. And Riker kind of uses uh, Shelby's original tactic from part one, where he's like, okay, what we're going to do is separate. Uh, from the battle bridge and the saucer. But instead of that whole thing about how we'll have two different uh, targets, I'm pretty sure that they're going to concentrate all the fire on the battle bridge. Right. So that'll keep, you know, all the stuff that we, the people we don't want killed, we'll put on the saucer. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to focus on that. Because Picard would have known that plan. Picard would have known that plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I'm counting on him. To, to know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they separate the whole thing. It's not as long as... Uh, yeah, when we y- saw it the when first we time. saw it for the first time. It was like 20 minutes. But the other thing Riker tries to do is to stall Locutus. Mm-hmm. He brings him on the screen, and he goes through this whole thing about how he's going to do negotiation. And Locutus is like, I don't... I don't think you get this. Like, you don't negotiate with the Borg. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> There's like, nothing to negotiate. You were going to be assimilated. Yeah. When I said you will be assimilated, yeah. like, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, pretty a, much. A pretty, one track mind. I'm just yeah. telling you what's going to happen. It's a pretty great interaction where he's like, he's like, okay, well, uh, just give us some time to prepare. And he's like, no. Yeah. No. no Why would I do that? Why? You don't need to prepare. <laughs> we'll just. We're just going to assimilate you. Yeah. All right. All right. We're just going to go to Earth now and assimilate everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know like, why we're still even talking about yeah. this. Uh, so uh, he's like, well, I'm just going to destroy your ship now. And Riker's like, well, give it your best shot. And they open fire. And both the saucer um, and the battle bridge are shooting at it. But it doesn't really do anything. The Borg cube tries to do this thing where it, like, you know, it does the tractor beam thing. But Riker... Uh, what I thought was interesting, he has all these maneuvers. He's like, execute Riker, maneuver A. And it just moves left. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, the Borg did not see that coming. Well, Picard typically just stays there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Data and Worf are on a shutter. They're on a... But, but it's also like showing like Riker like... Made his own plans, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, he he named a move after himself. Well, two he, maneuvers. Two he <laughs> has two different maneuvers at yeah. least. Yeah. Uh, uh, while this is going on, Data and Worf are on a shuttlecraft heading towards, you know, once again, we got that Independence Day type thing. Yep. They're on a shuttlecraft heading towards the Borg cube. and Which is a great shot of them, like, leaving in the bo- in the ship. And, mm-hmm. like, you see the uh, you Enterprise see a, yeah. move in the distance. Away, and yeah. then the cube come in as yeah. they enter the electromagnetic field. Yeah. And uh, this is where they use the transporter. 
mm-hmm. the emergency transporter that I I thought I was like, wow, I've never seen that before. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's always been there. Yeah, yeah. This well, is the first time we've ever seen it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's always you're been right. There. You're right, Patrick. <laughs> I admitted to that at the very <laughs> beginning of just the episode. Just because they haven't shown it before doesn't mean it hasn't existed before. Yeah, it's, yeah, always, it's always been, been there. there. <laughs> you just you know. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they use it so frequently. They do later. after this, like it's like okay. So that's why y'all yeah, thought that like it's like in every every start. Oh yeah. Patrick. Oh yeah. So they get onto the cube. And, you know, they have another shootout. You know, they take out, like, four or five Borg. And they find Locutus right there. And Worf is strong as hell, but maybe not quite strong enough to, you know, neutralize a Borg. No. But he's wrestling with him for a little while, and Data's able to get up behind him and, you know, shoot a thing into his neck and shut him down. Right. And they transport him back onto the Enterprise. They got him! So they well, got they, him! Well, they get him in the shuttle. Well, they get him in the shuttle. And then the shuttle and gets the out, shuttle. and then they do the shuttle to the right. Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. they kind of leapfrog over to yeah. the Enterprise. Um, the shuttle explodes, and, and they yeah, get out right, 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 second, at, at right the exact and, moment. And Jordy rolls under the door. Yeah, Jordy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so rather than bother with fighting, uh, the Borg, once again, think that the Enterprise is not worth the time that they would save just by going directly to Earth. So the Borg cube leaves once again. But what they don't have is Locutus. He is on the sick bay. So they got Picard, only he's not Picard, Mm-mm. really. Uh, Dr. Crusher is like, look, I wish I had time to study what's going on here so we could learn more about the Borg. But yeah. Riker's like, we don't have that time. Yeah. They're on their way to Earth. Very clear to the audience. I can remove the implants. I can remove all of the micro... Yeah. Uh, I, with microsurgery, I can remove all these implants. But he's connected to yeah. the Borg, so I don't know what will happen. He's on, a, he's on Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they could kill him. They don't know what will happen if they take all this stuff out of his head. Right. Also, it's kind of what Riker is counting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they're still connected. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wakes up, too. He raises his arm, and Worf like, points his phaser at him, but Lakuta says, I mean no harm. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm just here to observe and to be the voice of the Borg as they go to Earth and assimilate all of your cultures and <laughs> yeah. destroy all of you. It's right. like, oh, okay. Well, I guess you do kind of mean harm. Uh, but he's, but- he's not going to try to do anything. Mm-mm. He's... He's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. I, I already told you, none of this matters. Resistance <laughs> is futile. That's actually what I meant. Yeah. Um, it's pretty great. But Data oh, is... I love him yeah. in the scene. Data's going Brutal. through like all the, uh, the frequencies and, and stuff that the Borg communicate on. And he's able to zero in like the subspace uh, frequencies that they use. And it turns out they're all in this one like signal. The Borg Collective, ah, the entire yes. thing, operate on this one wavelength. And that's how they get... Uh, a, a root command, basically. And Locutus is on that wavelength. Wah, wah, wah. So if they can find a way to get in there, maybe they can do something. This is where she's like, I could do the surgery, but yeah. I don't know what would happen. Yeah. So the key is to get into that wavelength. So before we get into them doing that, I love the scene where uh, Picard, or Borg Picard, yeah. is... Um, Oh, pointing at everybody in the crew. Yeah, this is yeah. that. This oh, is that's that right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right, right now. Right. So he's in the sick bay, and he's like, he's got this little mechanical arm, and it's, it is constantly spinning around, and, mm-hmm. and he's like looking at stuff, and he points to Worf. He's like, "You are a Klingon, <laughs> a warrior race. You will also so be, be assimilated." assimilated. <laughs> Worf is like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna fight." He's like, "It doesn't matter," and he's like, points to Data. He's like, "You are a primitive android. You will be obsolete. Obsolete. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you will all be. Why do you resist the board?" <laughs> We just want to improve you. Yeah, and it goes to this make your quality thing. of life yeah. better. We will yeah. just improve you. Yeah. Why do you resist? And then they knock him out. Right. Yeah. Okay, uh, cool. they, they use this this time uh, for him, like doing his evil genius monologue. This, this is when they strike. Uh, so they knock him out, and they take him to the cybernetics lab where Data made his daughter. Yeah. This is where Lau was. Yeah. It's the same place. I thought it looked familiar, and Geiger pointed it out while we were watching. Um, Pat pointed it out, but we don't need to. Oh, sorry. I thought it was. Who noticed yeah, that? I'll take sorry. it. <laughs> I, I pointed it out. <laughs> but this is also where the board cube is hauling ass through the solar system. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it We're goes. A couple board boys yeah, over board here. Boys, internet board boys. <laughs> big bad board boys. Big bad big board. <laughs> it goes past Saturn. 
And then we see uh, after Saturn three uh, <laughs> tiny, little, tiny ships. little rockets, and we don't, you can't even really see what they are because yeah. they are immediately they blown va- up. Yeah, they're vaporized. Completely. And then you hear Worf uh, on the bridge is like, they got through the Mars perimeter. It's yeah, like that Mars was it. System. That was it. <laughs> this is the capital of the Federation, right? <laughs> God, why don't the Romulans it's attack so, more often? It's so San Francisco values, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they are based out of San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. those San Francisco val- values. It's it's like, <laughs> have you ridiculous. ever played? You know, like Civilization. Yeah, oh. you, you gotta have well, all have your a forces in the capital. Fa- have a fat stack on the capital. Exactly. Right, yeah. <laughs> what the hell, man? Even. You know, even like galactic civilizations, right. I guess what we're playing here. Right. Yeah. You got to have a fat sack on the capital. <laughs> and it's pristine, though. It's like there's no traffic right. whatsoever. Like, what? It's like there's Anyone nothing in space. Anyone could just warp there? Yeah, there's like nothing in space. This around is the, the second time it happened. <laughs> yeah. They had the wormhead people. This is the capital of the Federation. You're telling me that there's no other ships. They're That's just it. Like, they they're like, put them all to, <laughs> to Wolfenstein 369. <laughs> Whatever the coordinate. 369. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Damn good time. Yeah, that's a great one. I like 369 better than 359. Uh, but yeah, so the Mars defense perimeter is gone, yeah. and I guess that was it. Yeah. yeah. But Data is now doing a neural link with Locutus. Uh, Le- uh, yeah. He's like got this cord connected. They found an aux, and... Uh, <laughs> He's connecting his they head. Comp USA to get an adapter. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they found one. Oh man, that's a that's a fireball. I've only got USB 3.0. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> so yeah. damn Borg and their adapters. So O'Brien, they adapted. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Uh, so Doctor Crusher is there, and she's like monitoring uh, um, Picard's condition. And O'Brien's there. O'Brien is there mm-hmm. for just what, doing yeah, stuff. Just he apparently knows what he's doing though. Yeah, like he's giving commands and saying what's going on. Again, so I assume ag- again, like behind the scenes, like uh, what I read on Memory Alpha was that uh, is that Jordy Jordy uh, Lavar Burton was in uh, like an accident or something. Was oh, in, so like, that's why he wasn't. Yeah, in he this was episode. in the emergency room. So they like Yikes. filmed everything with him in it was like close ups. You don't see him in any like big group sh- shots or anything like that. Oh, because and they had to do it later. Yeah, yeah. And then mm. they, uh, uh, yeah. And he was supposed to be obviously, obviously he would this be is there. A Jordy this thing. is a Jordy thing. All Miles O'Brien does yeah. is the transporter. Jordy would be in the room with Data Apparently, when Data's hooked up to a robot man, yeah. right? Like what Officer I, Captain. Like that would be a Jordy thing. Oh yeah, through and your through. Chief of yeah. Engineering, yeah. not yeah. not your Chief Transporter. Tech. Well, that's what <laughs> I love like over there, he's like, uh, I minored in, in in cybernetics. Yeah, you, 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 you <laughs> yeah. gosh, I don't think I belong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, leisure, he's like lounging by the of course, computer. He always like, <laughs> lounging is Miles O'Brien's natural state. Yeah, guys, I just want a beer. Can yeah. we hurry this up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they established the link, and this weird like he's downloading the Borg stuff into his brain, and it takes a second. Or Lacutus wakes up, and he like tries to break free and someone breaks his hand off yeah data oh yeah because data, data, like, data's strong enough yeah data oh, grabs yeah. it and just like snaps it but then uh Lacutus seems like confused uh, confused and changed yeah. and yeah. he grabs data's arm yeah like this very, is very calmly but too. yeah not like, like threateningly like yeah uh lovingly almost people notice yeah. that like or troy notices that like hey that's not Lacutus anymore Right. This is Picard. Somehow Picard is woken up. She can sense him now. But yeah, now Data is getting into like the Borg. Hacking the mainframe. He's hacking the mainframe. Rerouting those yep. IP numbers yeah. and getting yeah. in there. Yep. He's trying to like find a place where he can put a command into the root command of the Borg. Mm-hmm. Right. So like once you tell one Borg to do something, all of them do it. It's like a Unix system. Yeah. Right? Old school Unix system. I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Okay. Yeah. So the problem is he can't get into. Uh, it's like impossible to hack. Right. You know. He well, can't the level three clearance. He. Can't well, so he gets like he gets like in it, but it's like, like uh, yeah, like any of the complicated systems mm-hmm. you can't get through. So like mm-hmm. they were like telling him to turn off the weapons, disable the weapons, or yep. disable the power, and he can't get into like those high-level systems. Yeah. This is what I love about this yeah. scene and Data, is he is unable to 
critically or creatively think about the yep. command to give. So yeah. he keeps asking others for help. Right. It's like, I can get in there, but I don't know what to say. Right. Right. Because right. he, he's and that's like, data short. He tries to ultimately. do like the basic stuff. Like, right. They're, you know, the, like, oh, their energy, their weapons or whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Borg cube is bearing down on the Enterprise Charging with everything. It, yeah, yeah. It, like, it's going to blow it to hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Riker's on the other end. He's like, hey, Data, do you have. Because they got the tractor beam. Is this on? ready? They're like, like ready to like charge. They're going like, to kill us. Yeah. Uh, they're going to ram it. And stuff like that. Yeah, and Data's like, uh, I'm hacking, stand by. He's like, I, I can't stand by. I can't do it! Oh, we're, also, we're all about to be killed, dude. Riker gives Riker gives uh, uh, Wesley the command to... Oh, yeah, in warp into the warp board into cube. Warp into the board cube. Basically kamikaze. Yeah, and, uh, and then and Wesley receives that command with the, like... Like upset face that you would get if you got like homework before the weekend. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like Wesley, you just got given an order to warp into a ship, right? Yeah, like, like it will definitely you kill will you. Definitely die. And you will be the first one to die. Yeah. So like, maybe like put on a brave face there, buddy. Right. <laughs> he is a child. He is a child, but <laughs> but back in the lab, uh, Lacutus says sleep, 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 and everyone's like, what? Is this? Yeah. But Troy points out this is Picard talking. Yeah. This is not Lacutus. And Beverly says the dumbest line of the episode. Oh, he must be so tired. Be right? Yeah. <laughs> but Data's yeah. like, I do not think that he is expressing exhaustion. Like yeah. right. it's a command. Mm-hmm. It's the sleep command, the regeneration command for the Borg. Right. So he that is apparently a low level thing that doesn't require security clearance for some reason. Yeah. And he's know. able to get in there and make all the Borg go to sleep. Right. Hell yeah. Just shut down and go back to their booth and recharge for a little while. Yep. And it works. The the cube shuts down. They all go into their things. But just to be sure, they got to send an away team. So Shelby grabs Worf and some other guy who I thought was definitely going to get yeah, killed. Yeah, because it was just some dude. And they go there and they see all of the Borg. They're in their little charging stations. They're in their docks. <laughs> and they're asleep. But the other thing that they notice is that this has uh, messed up the root command, and it is irreparable damage. Well, it's to, like overcharging a battery. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's, it's about to blow up. Yeah, so it, well, like, I thought it was that the uh, when it gives it a command that it's not that it didn't send. It set like a self destruct on a self destruct uh, because right. it's been Cause corrupted. Because it it's been corrupted. Yeah. It was like, oh, this isn't how it's supposed to work. We got hacked. We got we got hacked. We got to blow it up. Yeah. Um. So they're like, uh, should we? Over, over, yeah. like override that somehow, so we can study them more. And yeah. like, let's not risk it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved, I loved Riker in that, where they were like, everyone gave him valid reasons. Like they were like, this might kill Picard. Right. A, we don't know that shutting off this thing would not kill Picard. B, we'd love to re- do more research on these guys because if this happens again, we could learn more about them. And like, C, like, you know, who knows, like, what what else is gonna happen? Yeah. And and Riker's like, nope. Nope, nope. Blow it up. Blow it up. <laughs> yeah, get rid of it. Yeah. So get they, back. Back it they up. They come back, back to the Enterprise, up. and they're like, we don't know if this is going to kill Picard. It's like, nothing we can do nothing about that. Do. Back it up. Back <laughs> it up. And he, makes, he makes the right decision. They get the hell away. The board cube blows up, and Locutus just, like, has a seizure. Yeah. And they're like, well, what happened? Yeah. But then you can kind of see the light come back in his yeah. eyes. Yeah. And he looks around, and he's like, he's like, Wearing all this weird metal shit. Yeah. And oh a my God, what yeah, a he's wearing a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> he's painted up like a juggalo. Uh, <laughs> you guys are mocking this scene, but it is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Well, they ask him how he feels, and he says, "Almost human." Yeah. Oh my God, it is actually so one of the, heavy. It's actually, and there's a lot of like humor in the scene, but it's definitely like the sort of humor that you would have after tragedy. Right? Oh right, yeah. totally. like the sort of jokes you make after hearing bad news. Mm-hmm. You know, to brighten the mood where it's like yeah i realize that i'm in a lot of pain right now but i'm gonna make the joke i just have a headache you know? <laughs> i'm um, fine yeah just a I'm, little fine. I'm just fine i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine uh, <laughs> <Move> on. <laughs> but the other thing that's important is that he says he remembers everything, everything. Oh yeah my God. which would be horrifying horrifying and traumatic but good for tactics yeah. y- you know how the board yeah, work now think about what he remembers he remembers destroying that armada oh yeah yeah killing his friends right. yep uh, yeah. Yep, it's got to be awful. Yeah, but he does commend Riker on his unorthodox uh, strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he now he knows that Riker is able to best him in. Uh, yeah, that's true. In combat, 
They finally went head to head. Yeah, because yeah. we had that fake dogfight thing. Right. That never actually and we happened. never found out who yeah. would win. Turns out it's Riker, at least yeah. in this case. Yeah. Uh, the next scene, he's in his ready room, and he's got like these uh, future bandages. Uh, where I think the... they're like still implants. Oh, really? They're like still some of the implants they haven't gotten rid of yet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's recovering, and yeah. the ship is going to go back to this uh, space station and get retooled and repaired. And there's a knock at the door, basically, like, you know, doorbell thing. And Riker and uh, Picard both tell uh, whoever is there to come in at the same time. Right. Because they're both used to command now. Mm-hmm. They both have the captain's pips still on. Yeah. Yeah. Too, yeah. So. But Riker is being relinquished from command and back to uh, being first officer. And it's Shelby that was at the door. She comes in and uh, she is being given... She's like commander in chief now of the new Starfleet. Of the rebuild, the, the, the retool. Force. She's yeah. in the head of that task, task force to yeah. remake the fleet, and she's like, "Yeah, it'll be ready within the year. Which We're going to rebuild impressive. the entire fleet." Yeah, it's crazy. Bigger and better than ever. Yeah, yeah. no more of those Excelsiors. Yeah, right. Those more old galaxy. Things. We're going to have at least four ships on the Mars. Defense. One, one of them is going to be called <laughs> the Thunder Child. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what a badass name! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she promises to get it ready uh, within the year. And she's like, look, Riker, if you want any of those ships, buddy, one of them can be yours. And he's like, thanks. I think I like where I'm at. And, uh, you know, she... My career is my... Yeah, I like that. I like that where he was like, I appreciate that everyone has so many options for me, but my career is my business. And that's like a great summation of the whole thing. He went through his crisis of conscience. He did the thing. He knows he can do it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of doubt whether or not he can hack it at the chair. Right. right. You he know. knows that he can. Yeah. He had his taste of uh, power, and he's yeah. like, you know what? I like where I'm at. And yeah. he goes back to his station to you know, take the Enterprise yeah. uh, to get repaired and yeah. onto his next adventure. Which, and is, he, which is great. Like, yeah. It's like a great little – because that was his whole doubt was like, do I not take the chair because I'm scared of it? Right. Because I can't do it? But he knows that he can do it now. Yeah. And he just knows it. that yeah. he likes – serving under Picard and yep. serving on the Enterprise. And he leaves Picard alone. Yeah. And Picard is like sipping his Earl Grey tea. And then he goes over to the window and stares down at Earth. And he just has like this look of, like he looks physically Haunted. and emotionally drained. Haunted. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is a great... Heartbreaking. It is an absolute like, like Patrick Stewart like right. kills that scene with so much subtlety. Yeah. He doesn't even get the tea to his, to his lips. Right. He picks it up. He's about to sip... Then he sets it down and he stares straight ahead and then he slowly drops the, like, puts the mug down. Yeah. Everything is very slow. Yeah. And his eyes are just haunted. Yeah. Because, like, think about all the shit that he saw. Yeah. And all the the shit that they made his body do. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got to live with it. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, what a. This is the first episode of season four. I know. Yeah. Like to end with that level of emotional gravity. Damn. It's like it's like fully casting off like Star Trek, right? As like it's saying the goofy. Yeah, thing. it's saying yeah. like we are serious. Like we deal with heavy shit. And that's like where they go from there. Which is great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love this episode so yeah. much. It's one of the best ones. Well, anyway. Patrick, yeah, this is the part of the podcast where we like to rate what we just saw. If we thought it was amazing, must watch Star Trek. We set to kill. If we thought it was pretty good, it comes up in the queue, you give it a watch, we set to stun. If it was horrible, avoid at all costs, no reason to ever watch, we leave it in the holster. So, million dollar question. What'd you think? Yet another set to kill, man. Yeah! yeah. Not, I mean, it... It was set up, uh, it had high stakes because we know part one. How do you conclude this? Right. You could be, you could screw it up. You oh, could, yeah. But they didn't. They, you know, they made it very clear that they were taking this uh, entire arc seriously. Mm-hmm. And they were going to tie up all the loose threads. You know, we figured out what to do with Shelby. We figured out what to do with the tension and of, uh, of Riker's command and how he's going to handle it. And... They really made this worthwhile. Like, oh, that battle, that mattered. That's yeah. going to have long-lasting effects. Right. right. No one is going to be the same after this. Yes. Like, they actually took it seriously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, God, just like Picard's whole thing. Right. Like, how is he going to deal with that? I'm, I'm hooked into 
knowing how he's going to deal with his trauma. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, set to kill. Awesome. Yeah. That's so great. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, set to kill for sure. Boop, boop, yeah. boop, boop, boop. No, I totally agree with that. Like, um, this is like one of the first episodes where there are repercussions. Yes. Right. Yeah. That there's, there's like, it's not the Star Trek, we're just going to solve it. And even the circumstances in this episode where, like, we're just going to solve it have consequences, yeah. right? Like, Beverly Crusher's like, I, don't worry, I'll get all those uh, implants out of you. And then we still see he has implants in his face. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's, you can't, you can get the implants, you can get the physical stuff off, but you can't get, you can't just techno babble away trauma, right? No. And he's dealing with it, and he'll deal with it for a long time. Uh, they have a whole episode of dedicated to him dealing with it. Yeah, you know, like, and it comes up a couple more times. Yeah, and it co- comes up. There's the movie about it. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it, and it, it, it's a defining it's moment. It's a defining moment of Picard's arc, and like, it's almost inspirational for a lot of people too. When you think about trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Picard went through something very harrowing. Uh, but comes out of it better, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and and also go- that future torture episode that yeah. he's in, and I don't want to say too much yeah. about, yeah. but this episode establishes why he's so good in that episode. He's so strong, yeah. right? And it also, like, because he has basically, you know, like two more moments in the arc of Star Trek in the series where that are, like, defining, defining, defining moments. Oh, yeah. Like, that, like this one. And both are very emotionally harrowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's stronger for it. Uh, coming out of this, and yeah, everything ties up nicely, but not neatly. You yeah, know? like yeah, like I the, like that. Like the the we're gonna build the fleet back in a year, but that's a year. That's right. a year without the without a like the Borg a, could the, be doing anything. Yeah, it's a not whole just season. the Borg, but the Romulans and the Ferengi and yeah. like the yeah. the Klingons even they came and helped, but you know who knows? So and like there's like a lot that's out there now. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of space. Um, a lot of space. A lot of space. And then, <laughs> and then character-wise, like everyone on the show, on this episode in particular, had something to do, with the exception of Jordy because of the aforementioned uh, wreck. But, like, uh, you know, Crusher had something to do. Troy was involved. Like, O'Brien had something to do. Like, everyone, <laughs> it was a group effort, yeah. you yeah. know, to, to make this happen. Uh, and it wasn't just, like, the standard Star Trek thing where the the captain solves the issue, right? You know, even though he's still sort of he did at the, the end of the day. In the end, <laughs> uh, well, of course I agree with you too. Yeah, it is definitely a set to kill episode. That's a weird. That's the Civ music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just to hit on something you guys didn't hit on, I think Riker's story at the end is really well wrapped up as well. And I keep thinking about it, and I'm not quite sure of the right way to phrase it, but at the end of this episode, you understand Riker's motivation to stay on the Enterprise. Right. And I have been very hard on Riker on this podcast about, like, man, this guy keeps getting offered a job, yeah, and he's not never taking takes it. it. But it's almost better to serve on a ship that's doing something great and amazing right. than to lead your own ship that may or may not may do not, that. May just die. You'll just yeah. die at Wolf 359, 369, and, yeah. like... You know, four twenty sixty nine, and like never, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like never amount to anything. Yeah, right. And so, you know, in the the first part, when when Shelby says you're standing in the shadows of a great man, well, for some of us, that's a great opportunity. Right, you're it still standing the, with a great man. You get to stand <laughs> with a great man, right. and you get to do great things right. because you're standing in the shadow of a great man. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean you are not great. You're not a great man either. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of number ones or second in commands in the world who yeah. have who do amazing things, right. and and that's something uh, to be admired. Right. That's not a problem or a shortcoming. Right. And I love how this episode shows that at the end. It's very funny to me that uh, that that is such a running theme in Star Trek, uh, because like to me, Star Trek is all about partnership and community and like, mm-hmm. teamwork, teamwork and solving problem solving. And like having a hierarchy that is very forced about like having one person assume command and lead, like uh, where it's like, oh yeah, you're in this great communal environment where you're the you know second in command to a really good man. You are you yourself work very well with them, but we want to split this up. You know, we want to like right, <laughs> we right. like send you off to somewhere else uh, and work with like potentially someone you don't want to work with uh, because of ambition, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is very weird, very like. Totally inconsistent with Star Trek, but becomes like 
what Star Trek's all about. Like, well, right, right. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was agreeing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because like you see that in like Cisco and DS9 yeah. big time. Well, know? Cisco too. Well, we'll get into we'll that get there, when yeah. we get into <laughs> <space>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Patrick, is there anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? I just want to take the opportunity to thank everyone that has been donating to our Patreon. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. You're all set to kill in my book. Yeah, uh, that you can find at patreon.com slash pattrek. Uh, all of the episodes that we do normally, all the TNG stuff, that will be free. And if you give a few bucks a month, uh, we'll be doing... Sometimes some tabletop RPGs. Hell yeah. Sometimes uh, some original series recaps. Hell yeah. Look out for that there. Great. Chris? Yeah, uh, I'd like to plug the once a month Cards Against Humanity live show, which is very fun. It's a little improv show that we do with Cards Against Humanity. Um, Super, super fun. Subscribe to Cards Against Humanity's email list newsletter. It's like the best way to find out when that's going to happen. also, a little game called Competition Kitchen. Oh, yes. Made by the Nerdalongs. Yep. Cool chef game. Uh, basically, you are uh, in a Iron Chef type competition, get a bunch of ingredients, and have to explain your dish. Super fun game. Check Great. it out online. Competition Kitchen. One thing I'm going to do, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll wait till after this episode to do it because I want to hear what uh, you, the listener, think. We're starting to have some problems with our Tumblr, the way that they program our. Uh, our podcast player is getting yeah. really annoying yeah and, they're and really switching up some. how they do audio on tumblr i yeah, think exactly they're i don't know why but it's just becoming kind of annoying so i'm thinking i'm gonna redirect pattrek.space just to the patreon yeah because all the stuff lives there anyway yeah and then we have the rss feed to keep populating your podcatcher but everything's on the patreon anyway i don't want that to seem like an underhanded thing to yeah. be like hey you have to use a patreon but at the same time yeah it's there you don't have to pay yeah, to, to get the free, uh, the, the uh, regular episodes. Uh, we we're just doing that because Tumblr is changing the way that they're doing streaming audio. Yeah, and it, it I have gotten some friends say like, "Hey, what's going on with it?" Yeah, it's, it's not on weird. our end; it's on Tumblr's end. Right. Uh, so we may have to uh, do some moving. Right, and it's like I don't think for a podcast you really need a standalone website like a full on thing. Yeah. Because yeah. all of you are listening through it you through just iTunes and stuff the, anyway. To the radio, right? So I think we're just redirect the URL to to the Patreon. If you have an issue with that, let me know. All ears. Tumblr, more like Dumbler. Yeah. It is. Well, yeah. They're not innovating anymore. Tumblr kind of sucks, to be honest. Wow. Whoa. Yahoo, wow. do you hear me? I work in this industry, and I'm telling you that your product is getting worse. Wow. Damn. Anyway, follow me on Twitter at Pat Likes Tweet because Facebook is for noobs. Yahoo, more like boohoo. <laughs> more <laughs> Borghoo. Oh, yeah, follow me at the Chris Geiger. I didn't pl- plug my Twitter. Internet bad boy. Internet bad boy for some sweet tweets. Mm-hmm. Don't follow me. Let's see what's out there. Peaches. Hot sauce. Peaches. Peaches.